Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. You Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Captain. On the roof! So many snacks, so many can die. We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is up, everybody? We are back to conclude DC, our Marvel on RMD, <laughs> not DC. Sorry, I'm so used to saying that. <laughs> I uh, would rather probably cover a DC show than this Marvel thing right now. Uh, oh. Secret Invasions. This will be our final episode where we will cover the last three. I am your host, the one and only Bobby D. And in the studio with me are David. Hello. And Steven. Yo. All right, well, we're going to get through this. Um, <laughs> we had some things come up. It's summertime here, so we skipped the last couple of weeks, and we're just going to make it up all in one show. Uh, and kind of um, thankful for. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, it was a struggle to get through episode three last time for us to make content. Um, and now it's like, wow. Like, Wow. I mean, we could have we could have honestly broke down each of the last three episodes, but I think the schedule worked in our favor to collapse them all into one breakdown. Um, Even though we like I said, we could have talked about it. I don't think we would have wanted to talk about it. Um, I I hate to say it. Yeah, I'm with you, Steve there. It's it's sad to say because this was, you know, when they originally released the schedule armor wars, this and, you know, a couple other things were what I was looking forward to the most. Armor Wars? Yeah, that's what you were looking forward to? Y- well, yeah. I mean, okay. I yeah. do like Rhodey, and I like that whole series. So oh, when yeah. that was going to be a series, that was what I was kind of looking forward to. Yeah. Now with the direction that Marvel has taken, <laughs> not only this show, but the universe, I don't know what I like anymore. Um I've, I know what I don't like. I, yeah, well, I can tell you what I don't like, and I can tell you what a lot of people don't like because um, before the show, I'm doing my little research here, like trying to figure out news type things because we do record on a Thursday for you guys that uh, don't know, and the show comes out on a Wednesday. So, you know, time is limited for me to sit here and do my thing as host, producer type person. This last episode, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, oh brother. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's lower than the Flash. Uh, yeah, is. we stopped covering the Flash when it, it got is. to like forty. No, I meant the movie. <laughs> well, I'm not even talking about the shows we covered. There, um, <laughs> when it was a struggle to cover, we stopped covering things. That was like the kind of Rain Man digital um, credo. Like, if we don't like it, we ain't covered in it anymore. We're not just doing stuff to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did not like the final episode. I did not like anything that they were doing. Going into the final episode, it's everything from the this last half of the season seemed rushed for me. Oh, yeah. And I just wasn't understanding what was going on. And now going into the final episode, it was one of those things that I was just like, Nick Fury is a super soldier. He he somehow infused himself with all this power. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I, I got to pause you right there. And I, I just got to point out that um, this was a 200 plus million dollar production, by the way divided by six and there was i believe three four months of reshoots at one point yes um which usually when you hear reshoots you gotta your spidey sense starts tingling and sometimes that's probably for the right reasons and you gotta you gotta take pause at that point you do you, you have that. to go hmm i wonder what was rotten in denmark and what did what did they need to fix <laughs> and sometimes it works well and it was the right move and sometimes it does, it does not. not. <laughs> I think we can fully say that any reshoots that were done for these last three episodes did not work. I would love to know what they are and where they fell into the scheme of six episodes. I would love to, I would even, love to know too. Or, or did they? Because 
the ideas <laughs> we themselves and threw everything away. Yeah. The ideas that they they basically went with in the last three episodes, to me, totally undermined the series. Like it made it underwhelming at that it, point. It, it it shit on itself yeah. because I, I I told Bobby like they had such an opportunity um, with what we had talked about in the first couple about, especially with the reveal of Rhodey. Oh, the, absolutely. Had they stuck with that, talk about an earth or, or universe shattering uh, concept from everything that we as viewers, let alone as characters in the universe thinking or believing to be true. Yeah. And then they kind of just wash it all away and say, Oh, well, all these people were just captured. And, 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 and it, and on top of that, it really just muddies the wa waters even further. Yeah. 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 Because now you, now we have to look at it and say, okay, this whole concept they threw in there has nothing to do with Nick Fury which has nothing to do apparently with this series. I so think, why introduce it here? I think the two takeaways for me at a high, high level, and we talked about it during the first three episodes, is since the show was so central of Fury, um, we got to really see more of Fury always being three, four, five chess moves ahead throughout the MCU. That's what we've grown accustomed as a character. That's how he's been written. That's how he's been portrayed. And in this series, we find that he wasn't, and people had bamboozled him and 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 <laughs> kind of him. and kind of pulled the wool over his eyes for quite some time, right? Yeah. And then by the end of it, to have uh, the end, you know, like Bob said, right? He, he, he basically super soldier or whatever. You you just mentioned it, right? Um, that kind of throws everything out of the... He wasn't He wasn't one step ahead of Gravik. Nope. Gravik was ahead of him the whole time. Um, many people were ahead of him the whole time. Yeah. He needed... He needed... At the end of the day, he needed other people's plans to align with his. And in a lot of ways, that's not who Nick Fury is. Nick Fury he's has the, been... He's the chess master. He is the chess master. And, like, instead... I would say after the second to last episode, when I got through that whole scene in the cemetery, I found myself looking at going, Nick Fury's a schmuck. He is a schmuck. He's a schmuck. And he kind of violates some of his own ethos on one hand. Um, he's not, he's not going to call on the Avengers. Well, right. And on one hand, he will always do what's necessary to ensure order and structure and things get back on what his perception of the straight and narrow should be. Should be. But then on the flip side of that coin, he's willing to almost violate some of his own principles by <laughs> injecting himself so, to become this thing. Well, not only that, not only that, the fact of matter was that whole speech and I, I'll, I'll come out and say it. The second to last episode, I absolutely hated. Oh, yeah. Because in 10 minutes, Nick Fury goes from one point, this really cool thing saying, oh, I don't want to call on the Avengers. And I like the one he says that we don't we don't have to always dra uh, drag the Avengers into our problems. Right. No, and, because I've already injected this up my ass. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> that was at that moment, before we found out about the... About his MacGuffin. Yeah. Because it is a MacGuffin. 100%. That whole moment was like, yeah, Nick, this is Nick Fury standing up. He's lost everything. And he's like, okay, I'm not going to call on the Avengers this time. I'm not going to rely on them because sometimes you got to do things on your own. You have to, you have to work out your own problem. And, and he did, but. And then shortly thereafter, when they introduce what I call the MacGuffin, which is the stupid, you know. What he call it? It's the, um, the arc or no? It was the serum. The that biggest, they, most ridiculous bullshit ever. Yeah, basically .com. the DNA of all of the superheroes and villains from Endgame. Their battlefield of during the battlefield. Number one, 
This is where I think the reshoots hurt because I think they forced this in. This possible. Because it came so from left field and the logic that after Endgame, Fury has all these scrolls go around the battlefield collecting matter, so, DNA matter so, so off I the battlefield. Will, so I'll say this. On one level, it does make sense because when you think back to Winter Soldier and um, – or civil war rather where there was all those other winter soldiers that were in ice totally and, and so and we spent many decades of hydra trying to find the super soldier but, serum but steve here's the here's the kicker i can understand dna from aliens okay groot okay yeah fine if you're gonna tell me that basically they got oh, everyone's and it was it was nice it's a and big neat. deal because i have captain america's dna tony stark's dna who gives a crap? Captain America's DNA wasn't what gave him his powers. His powers came from the super soldier serum. Yeah, but ergo, you could extrapolate the serum back, backward. But it, back, they, when they know, said that it was it. DNA. I get it, but I mean, do you, do you want to know what the harvest was? Oh, the harvest. Thank you. Yeah. Please. Korg, Frostbeast, Hulk, Captain Marvel, Mantis, Thanos, uh, Call Obsidian, <laughs> Extremis, Ebony Maw, Captain America, Ghost, Winter Soldier, Drax, uh, Abomination, uh, Outrider, Valkyrie, like Thor, Gamora. <laughs> it just—it's it, everybody. So and, and so and it's such a it is basically what we thing. have is they mopped up a fucking orgy and put it in a fucking test tube. Which again, to isolate on a battlefield, first to isolate. DNA on its own from well, like how blood. They, like we're getting abomination. Where, where do we get abomination from? Yes. Well, abomination was you know in the She-Hulk show. He was in a prison anyway, so getting his probably wasn't too difficult. That's why I said it is a complete MacGuffin. Thousand percent, complete no argument. MacGuffin, and that's where, do, where the reshoots well, like in. ghost. Like where did ghost come? Yeah, from? where the fuck did ghost come from? So, and her power in general, I thought largely was powered by a suit. Unless I'm an idiot. The suit yeah. controlled the effects of the it. The effects of it. Oh, so it kept her from, it kept her from, from phasing, phasing in. And and okay, phasing okay. Out. But like to say Captain America, Iron Man. Uh, the so only what's reason Iron why. Man gonna give the only you? Thing, a big brain? Iron, a big brain and probably alcoholism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Liver and kidney damage? Liver and kidney damage? Fantastic. Most of his powers came from his wealth. His wealth? His Just suits. like Batman. Yeah. But like. To, to all of a sudden treat like this harvest well, is well, like the ultimate weapon. And here's where that MacGuffin really falls apart too is when she used that contraption to put extremis <laughs> in yes. her, that, okay, I'll buy that for a, a minute. Okay, fine. At what point did Fury get access to a machine, machine. to, you know, soup himself up? And then at what point did she go back to that machine and fill in the Delta. Yeah. Because she only got extremis at first, as far as we know. And that's the thing. That's the other thing that basically ticks me off. Gaia. Let me get this straight. You only got <sighs> certain powers in the first go. So jumping into the machine with the harvest now gives you everything suddenly. And when that happened at the end, I just threw up my hands. I said, you know what? Well, it, it gets even worse, David. It gets even worse. Well, in I that think what was worse about it was when we get to the final fight, how like the CGI cheaply made budget fight scene. Yeah. Did you guys notice like, that? Where it's just like to show you what powers I'm using, I have to take on the form of, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was fucking Wonder Twins bullshit. Yes. It was. Um, you know, it's like uh, the arm of Groot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, look, it, it from uh, Captain from, America or Captain Marvel's bitchy attitude. Dude. <laughs> from the perspective of bringing the comic pages to life and how we've always seen Super Scrolls depicted across the years, visually, it was on par with what I would expect. But here's the thing that works in the comic. I'm not saying it, it it's uh, agreed. Yeah. However, what doesn't work in the context of this, and we talked about this previously, right, is the powers that they chose worked earlier in the series relative to what we know to be true in the comics. But now with these extra 
<laughs> and there was what, 427 you listed off there, Bob? Yeah, basically anybody, but that wasn't an X-Man. Right. That we know of. Next thing we know, they... they yeah, they got Deadpool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like the healing power of Wolverine and she's indestructible. She's indestructible now. But it, but it gets worse, David. It gets worse. And it gets worse in that by the end of the series, Gaia, who the fuck knows where she took off to? You have now, Mr. Fury, assuming that Fury didn't inject himself one-to-one with what he gave her. We don't know for sure. Yeah. Right? So let's just assume for a minute he didn't. He just gave her the keys to all of the kingdoms. And this is a man that's all about control. Yes. Right? And he's had a hard time since day one controlling a group of five or six people. And then as the world opened up, well, you as, don't have to control one. They have all five or six in her. Well, well also a gangbang. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> but as, as the universe expanded and more threats came into the fold, he had a much it's sad that nobody liked the, like Hawkeye and black widow or just like, Oh, nobody wanted my DNA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's DNA is like, Oh, why do I want his DNA? I don't want it. Yeah. But now he, he, <laughs> he has this person that has all of these powers and yes, you could make an argument. Well, you know, he was close to Talos. This was Talos' da- daughter. In some way, it was kind of like a surrogate niece kind of thing. And, yeah. and, you know, I feel bad. Your father died, blah, blah, blah. Maybe this makes up for it. But again, that I'm seems... i buy you the best toy ever. Buy the- <laughs> but that seems so out of character for Fury to be willing to hand such powers over to someone that he can't control when his he, whole career has been to try to contain... Remember, he didn't want the Iron Man for the longest yeah. time because he, he couldn't control exactly Stark. he barely knows gaia he barely we're gonna i'm gonna and he they, can't he, trust when anybody. you look when you look at the series as the whole they never really established even gaia and and fury's relationship so no. by all by all measure why would fury trust gaia just because she's uh, because the they hung out Talos? because they hung out for you know 14 or so odd minutes in an old jazz club in an old pool hall with a stripper pole yeah, that yeah. he that he had on lease, you know, as an underground. As like an underground, you know, like speakeasy. Yeah, a little <laughs> fury speakeasy. That now we're besties, and here have all of the universe's powers that I can't control. But but maybe the only way I can ensure some level of control is I'm gonna jam up my ass too, <laughs> and then that way, if you ever come back and cause me a problem, then it's a one to one. And and let's not forget that we watched uh, Gravik regenerate himself thanks to Extremis in that one episode. Yeah. And then all it took was for her to Captain Marvel light punch no, through no, no. him. No, no. All she did was basically knock him out with Mantis's powers. But then, but right, then she, he like ripped her. He ripped her. Uh, oh yeah. But then she, she ripped him in half. She ripped him in half. He still has Extremis. You just you're waiting for the, the sides to and, crawl back to each other. Well, yeah, yeah, because he also has Groot, and Groot can pull himself back together. He's just gonna like regrow like Groot. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's the problem with this stupid harvest idea because it's kind of like it. The whole harvest idea to me, right from the get go, what it sounded like an idea brought up by some Marvel bro. Who said I can? I know how to make the most awesome character ever. I'll give her the the powers of Groot. I'll give her the powers of Captain Marvel. I'll give her the powers of everybody. She'll be awesome. Some writer as he's watching his kid play with fucking dolls. Yes, it's like yeah, yeah, this is Superman with Batman Sting and the Flash, and then Captain Marvel, and then this, and they could do this. You yeah, know what, like it, it, it was the kid nobody wanted to play with when you were growing yeah. up because he made his fucking figures too op to play with you're you like i'm not playing with you i can't even win you, right this sounds this might be a little controversial particularly in this room but like the thing that reminded me of this moment in 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 secret invasion it reminded me of the same feeling i had when i watched boba fett at the very end of it i felt like i was watching some kid playing with action figures and thinking this is a great idea. I can do it like this. I'll put them on a rancor because I can actually be able to get a cool thing. I could see now that you vocalize that 
Yes. It, it is the same yes. thing. Was Favreau in the room? <laughs> and this is why I basically said is like, it's funny that Bobby makes the joke that I'd rather be watching DC right now than Marvel. Uh, but like with Marvel, with Marvel right now, I'm sorry. Look, look, it's not that I would rather watch DC at this moment, but the the fact of the matter is this. It, it, oh, and I, I've said this to Mike on the phone. It, every genre has an end. Yeah. We are getting to the end of the superhero film as we know it, where I think we've run it. It's run its course. Just like uh, teen movies of the early uh, 2000s, buddy cop movies of the late 80s, early 90s. Like, you know, everything runs its course. We've had a good 20 something years, but we're seeing a fall off in the quality of the presentation of the stories and everything that we're getting. It's everything's getting saturated. It's getting watered down with all TV shows and movies every three months. I mean, growing up, the three of us were lucky to get one superhero movie a year, a year. Yeah. And, you know, now it's... Or at all. Or at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, Batman 89 uh, Returns was, what, 91? All I know is in that time frame, bro, Mm -hmm. that time frame before, I think even before we got Batman, or maybe it was between Batman and Returns, there was such a drought. The only thing we had was Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. 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 Like (laughs) from 70 whatever, when Superman finally stopped. Uh, you know, or early eighties, uh, I'm talking about when they were good, not when Richard oh. Pryor was stealing quarters of a cent. That- you bite your oh, tongue. Oh, you bite your tongue there, sir. <laughs> Richard Pryor was awesome. Um, but you know what I mean? From Superman four to Batman 89 is a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, for nothing to come out. Like you said, Dolph Lundgren and Punisher, because they were trying to get Dolph Lundgren in anything at that point. And because- that's and that other turd of a Captain America movie. Oh man, that yeah. was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. And then there was the Fantastic Four that I don't think ever really saw the light of day. But w- there was a drought. And, yeah, it, and then, it wasn't until Raimi Spider Man. Raimi Spider Man, but was still, it was only you know when we started getting to the Fox universe, it, it, that was what we had. But it wasn't oversaturated with stories. We yeah. had you know uh, Sony was doing Spider Man, X Men was doing on Fox, but that was all we had. You know, then Nolan came in with Batman, and then it wasn't overproduced. You know, we had our three stories and we were done. And then it moved into the MCU, the DCU. And, you know, we were good. We were solid. And then the MCU has kind of fallen off since Endgame. Like legitimately phase four and phase five are a bust. And these storylines aren't doing anything, especially when you have to, you know, phase four retconned a lot of stuff that was problems with Endgame when it comes to Loki. And now with what we see with Secret Invasion, we have changed the hierarchy of the DC platform. I mean, and uh, see, I'm saying DC so much, Marvel is starting to go into that that realm realm of craziness. Maybe the next evolution or iteration of what we're seeing aside from the fact that Bob Iger has repeatedly now gone on record to say they're pulling back on Marvel and Star Wars they're gonna make less um, and that's probably a wise decision but the the cow is out of the barn and maybe the next iteration of this follows this again all things in life being cyclical David um, maybe it follows exactly what happened in the comics and the two pull back so drastically and then combine forces for the crossover in the movies, just like they did in the books. But those, let's be honest. They're turds. They're turds. <laughs> I'm not mixing, saying they were good. Mixing your superheroes like that. But is, there's one is character that the can, shark moment. But there's one character that can go beto- between both realms. I can't remember his name <laughs> off the top of my head, but there is one character that they co-created together and there co-owned. Is, there is. And maybe that's the same. Maybe he's our franchise jesus he's <laughs> a franchise jesus yeah well you know uh, it's let's see what superpowers he has to resurrect two fucking failing comic book, <laughs> comic entities. book entities extremists that's all he has to have yeah um <laughs> but like i like i was saying like we've had secret invasion change what we know about marvel and the universe when, when it comes down to it that now we have this person that is you know, it was kind of like Captain Marvel. It was like Captain Marvel was supposed to be the most powerful person. And now we have this person that has everybody's now powers. We have exactly. And it so now she's the most off. powerful person and she's not a real thing. 
like a, a, in this iteration, let's just say. Like, and and here's the thing, Bobby. The things that's gonna crack me up is give it time. I think in six months we're gonna see Gaia enter the comics. Like suddenly they're gonna write her in, so it's canon. they'll write her in so that it can be canon. And that's happened a few times, has it not? It, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they. That's do that what all. I was waiting for. I'm I mean, waiting like, for they, Gaia to make her. They first did appearance. that in like they've done that in DC. Like Diggle's canon now because they that's put right. Diggle in comics. Uh, yep. They've done it with a couple other characters that were made up, uh, so it kind of uh, not healed the fanboys, but hushed them a little bit. But like. You know, we talk about her with all the powers and we talk about Rhodey. Rhodey has no legs again. So <laughs> obviously Rhodey was taken right after Endgame. Yeah. Because um, I, I, that's when he was fucked up with Rocket, right? Yes. Okay. So he lost his special legs then because he didn't have his special legs when they took him off the thing. Um, and so it's just. Uh, it, it, it's an interesting time. For Marvel. Because this show, uh, to me, um, again, for something that I was so excited about, and I've probably talked more in this show than I did the previous three, um, this is the ultimate point one, I don't need to see this bullshit. Um, I, I agree, Bob. It, I had high hopes, um, the, you know, the first episode or so, what the foundation was that they were laying down, it seemed interesting. Yeah. From the standpoint of they're here, they've always been here. We weren't aware of them, but like I said, there was an opportunity there to go to the Battlestar Galactic route. Well, yeah. yeah, and they're here, and they're not. To the thought that Rhodey could have always been a scroll, what a wasted opportunity! What a wasted opportunity! And that's the thing is kind of like we got the very first half of this series. I felt we were getting what. I was expecting a spy thriller. It was not going to go into the, you know, we win the day moment and, you know, everything's happy go lucky. No, we got crystal skull. We got, we got crystal, crystal skull. And like that to me is what's very unforgivable is kind of like you gave us something really good, but by the three last episodes, you can tell something was going on. That they just decided, nope, we're going to actually pull back. We're not going to give the story. Here's what we have to do. And to me, I'm like you, Bobby. This is like my point where I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to watch this. It's it, it really out of all the series, as much as, you know, like I didn't like She-Hulk, you know, She-Hulk wasn't this bad egregious okay I, I enjoyed it because i i was entertained it, and laughed and it was and it followed through with what it was y yes that it was, that was the thing is it, as bad as she hulk was it wasn't because of the quality of the show it was because of the story it was telling that i didn't like yeah and uh, it, which is perfectly okay for me to admit that that i wasn't into the story but as far as what they were doing, I understood what they were doing. I just didn't like it when it came to Marvel because, again, I didn't think it advanced anything. But I don't think it advanced anything other than introducing um, a new character and reintroducing characters back into the fold that we hadn't seen in yeah. a while. But what I'll give, what I'll give She-Hulk, it stuck to its guns, in the it, end. and it's it stuck to th it the, stuck to the show that basically it was. It was it agreed, but it also stuck to the character herself from the books. Like it, it really did. It it it's some degree, yes. It yeah. felt like I was watching Jennifer Walters. Um, because the She Hulk, the She Hulk comics were all satire. Yeah, and she was for me. Uh, it took a little bit of warming up to, but she was infectious to watch on screen. There was nothing about anyone in this series that I none literally nobody. Well, think about this too. The people that I, I after I saw finished up the series, the people that I liked are all they dead. Are all dead. Talos, I love Talos in this series. Talos was freaking awesome. He was a good character every time he popped up and he was would, very well acted. He would he would move the story forward. Every single time. He also brought heart to it. Yeah. And then, From an alien, he brought the heart. And then you took him away. You took him away you just because... Took him away. You need to give 
fury, some motivation, some extra motivation. And I, I text Bob and, you know, looking back on all of it, I, you know, I text Bob this the other day before even the finale had dropped. Cause it was left. I think it was the last episode, maybe Bob, but, um, there was one shot in particular out of all of the entire series that stuck out that I, I paused, rewound it, watched it again and sent Bob two photos and it was when Fury was sitting there talking to, I forget her name, but his wife. Yeah. And the way the shot was framed, they were both sitting at the dining room table or whatever. And behind her, the way the camera was framed, were masks on the wall. Mm-hmm. And then every time the camera, piv- the other camera shot on Fury, behind him was a bookshelf. And on that bookshelf, every book was organized by color. Yeah, And so there was a lot of symbolism there of here's somebody that you don't know who she is. She's a shapeshifter. She's a mask. Yeah. And here's a guy that his whole ethos and his whole motivation is structure and order and organization. You could read him like a book. And you could read him like a book. And it was beautifully shot in that regard. And then everything else just felt like piss. Piss. Because, and that's the thing. That's why I was says like secret invasion Really, it to me is like a warning to all the fans. Is like, look, they gave us something really good in the very beginning, the first half. But of the we series, don't know where to go with it. And then all of a sudden, oh, we don't know where to go with it. Bam! And then they're gonna just veer off to the right and slam right into the wall. And I want to know what's going on on the inside that would lead the car so far off into the ditch to get us to where we're at right now. Yeah, you. And the thing is, they basically said, oh, they're touting the secret invasion is like, you know, lead up to the other series, you know, watch Armor Wars, watch the Marvels. I don't want to watch any of them. Well, no. I think the only, I was just trying to look to see what's next. Uh, Loki is next, October 6th. Why? I'm, I, I'm maybe half interested. The only reason I liked Kamala, uh, I liked how she was portrayed, the the actor. Yes. Miss Marvel. In Miss Marvel, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of her. She's funny. She's witty. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's she's, a Spider-Man for girls. Exactly. exactly she's fun. Yes. She's fun to watch, and I liked it. I'm only looking forward to Marvel's. Because Brie Larson's so goddamn pretty. But dude, <laughs> Captain Marvel's going to be the most annoying character because you can tell from the trailer the way that, that she's portrayed yeah. is yeah. just how we uh, how she was left off before Endgame. Yeah, okay. So- and her character's kind of ping pong back and forth in terms of how she's behaved across the instances we've seen That's her That's the too. problem with that character. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when it when it comes down to it, we we, we let let's talk about this future of where we're going with the MCU because the other upsetting thing I had like issue with was uh the president's speech radicalizing humans yeah. to yeah. kill aliens yeah. that came out of nowhere. It, it like it it upset me like just the way it played out. It was like. What what message were we trying to get across there, and where do we lead now with like the future of it? Because again, I have no problems bringing in like reality based type things to where there's some president out there that, that is radicalizing people or getting them going towards something. But this is a comic book thing, and you start thinking about you know New World Order or whatever the fuck we're calling it these days. Um, you know, right. and all, all these other Earth-based shows, and we have this whole we're killing people that are we deem scrolls or aren't scrolls, and now we've just radicalized a bunch of fucking murderers yeah. around the world. And it could go even even beyond scrolls proper with what the president's uh, authorization was, right? And it could tie directly into what's forthcoming with um, the next Captain America movie. Who knows what he's going to have to deal with Yeah, um, with a president who's behaving this way and giving such mandates. And I don't necessarily have a problem. Look, a lot of people want to just tune out and enjoy. And Bob, you, you tend to have that perspective, I think, for a lot of these kinds of things, right? This is your, your it's time. It's my escape. It's your escape. I, I agree, um, I, and I understand what you're saying, but there's also something to be said about, look, writers write what they know. And 
this is what's but, going on in the world. This is it, salient. It's but here's the thing. But I would normally, a, it's an agenda based written thing that isn't like that's a, a, true. A, that, and I think that's what gets me the most. It's it's not that it like. I'm a purist when it comes to storytelling, um, when it comes to comics, we have all this stuff and it's okay if we've kind of morphed things. Like I liked what they did with winter soldier, uh, Falcon and winter soldier to where like the Antifa type group had its point, had its point. And, like, yeah. and you know, the new captain America had his point and then Falcon had his point and you could see everybody's points coming together and you could feel for them as they're going through the struggles of what's going on for this president to come in and radicalize this and Nick Fury to walk away be like, uh, well, yeah, I'm just going to go up North Peace real quick. Out. Right. Um, right. You know, I'm, I'm going to take my wife. I'm going to show you that I'm not a racist and I'm going to make out with an alien because I don't care if she's black or alien. I just want pussy. Um, <laughs> Even if it's green pussy. Yeah, Nicole thought that that was weird. Like when she changed, because Nicole didn't watch any of the series. Uh -huh. And I just, she's like, you're watching it without me. I'm like, we got a show to do. I ain't got time to wait. Yeah, I ain't got time to wait. I, I, I got to watch hey, the show. Thankfully, you can tell her it's not worth so it. So I said, uh, Look, I'm biting a bullet. Like two <laughs> weeks ago, I said, Rhodey's a scroll and she's like why did you ruin it I'm like I didn't ruin anything trust me and then she walked in when I was watching the last bits where Fury was kissing his wife and she's like what the hell is going on there and I'm like oh by the way Fury's been married this whole time and that's his wife she's a scroll and she's like that's disgusting I'm like what do you got you got some you know against green puss like <laughs> well yes like we as humans probably should Here's should we I mean like if it's another human Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I would totally agree with you guys. I would totally agree with you guys. Like basically like it is okay that we see it in Falcon and Winter Soldier and everything else. So we should accept it into this. However, here's my caveat to this. When this happened, guess what popped in my head right away, Bobby? What? Because I know that they're trying to rush their way to a certain team that Marvel is really anxious to get involved with, which is the X-Men. You have a president who want, who essentially is. God damn it. I didn't even see it coming. Basically. David. Not, wow, you uh, found the X-Men connection. It's yeah. six episodes, but here's the thing. And Bobby, this is the first time you've mentioned one. Yeah. This is the thing that irritates me the most though, is when I saw this, I was like going, you got Deadpool and Wolverine coming in soon. You got already. They've introduced like X-Men and the X-Gene they said Kamal Khan's an X-Men. So God damn this it. president is basically the same president that's in the X-Men that basically is very xenophobic, is very uh, against any aliens. Well, he almost not, had, not just, not, he not almost just had aliens kill him. So yeah. you can empathize and understand why. Empathize, but his fervor that he had is He's exactly, a no bullshit president, yeah, man. He is. He's the same president that we see. In the X classic X-Men comics. And the movie. And guess what? And he's going to walk. Yeah, and he's going to walk. And guess what's going to happen? We're going to have a story where, mark my words, Nick Fury is probably going to take the Charles Xavier role. And he's going to have to stop an assassination attempt on the president because some militant group of superheroes or super beings are going to try to assassinate the president a la days of future past. Mm. And we get to introduce the X-Men because I, I'm, I'm Marvel with you. just can't basically do anything creative. <laughs> so now hold on a second. I, I'm going to counter argue that because I didn't even think about that with the, the president aspect. And so good on you for connecting some threads over there, like Charlie day. And oh, yeah, it's always yeah. sunny. And people might um, say it's the Charlie day thing, but I'm like going, this series left to such they, a honestly, bad taste. David, this is the most like legitimate one. You've probably said I, in yeah, four I, years of doing shows. I think so. And, and the thing is, it's the one that irritates me the most. And so I, again, I'm going to counter argue that and say, now that you've mentioned it, it may be, aside from that one scene I described, the single most thing that comes out of this for me personally that I go, okay. Here's our introduction. No. Here's our introduction. No. Here's the problem with that, Steve. I didn't want this in secret invasion. It's not, it doesn't deserve to belong in a story of Nick Fury. So does Secret Wars turn into an X-Men film? That's what I'm thinking now. Because you got Deadpool and Wolverine already being filmed right now. Yeah, we're we know that's the happening. Marvel Universe, yeah, I mean yeah. the Fox Universe. So, 
we have a I have a gut feeling that's gonna play into Secret Wars. We'll get Battle World. And Battle World is basically essentially where we'll we'll get all of the characters that Marvel wants to get add into their sandbox and everyone will get them finally. But at this point, it's gonna be a messy ride. But at what cost? At what cost? Exactly. About uh, one point, or was it six billion? What did they pay for Fox? Yeah, because <laughs> well, and they've put FX up for sale. By the way, oh, they did finally. F- yeah, F- F- that was the rumor. FX, and there was two other uh, sub entities of Disney that were recently bought up in all these acquisitions, right? And FX was allegedly and they've been cutting ESPN. Oh yeah, uh, and Bobby, me talent me. left and right. And they said they weren't going to sell that one. I, I yeah, me. but they're, saw- they're replacing like million dollar people with people like me that would sit there and talk sports for. $20,000. Well, of course, man. Like, like, we got shareholder value to uphold. But think about it. I mean, Bobby, me, you, and Mike have been talking about how corporations like this, especially, you know, like Marvel or Disney, let's just say who owns everything, they have an investment in this. They have to make their investments count. They bought the Fox license for a reason. And they've Agreed. been sitting on it for a long time. And there's time a now. lot of things that they've been sitting on. At least we got Prey, but Prey came before the acquisition. They just released and it, it. And, yeah, and it flew under the radar. Now, arguably, that was one of the hidden gems. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but did they do anything else with it? <laughs> they brought back Futurama for the 17th time. <laughs> Disney has spent over $87 billion dollars years yeah 87 billion years years. no 87 billion dollars on acquisitions over the years um and 18 of those acquisitions took place under Iger. and you know Iger is going to be going looking at it going stop wasting time get it done or we're not doing it and that's why he's doing all these cuts and that's why going back to what you said you know talks about reshoots and all the projects everyone's doing this because reshoots came out of nowhere well yeah the reshoots are probably because hey we got to rush to introduce this introduce this introduce this introduce this because if we don't the reshoot was the speech at the end to I open guarantee, the door i guarantee you it was probably that <laughs> i'm trying to see where there was three entities that that was rumored to be up for sale and then the big rumor that's been circulating is apples buying marvel uh no all of it yeah is that he would sell the entire disney business Business and everything to to, apple now if there's somebody that's got the money it's apple but if i'm tim cook i'm going why 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 am i going why why dilute the programming that i do that is exactly it's not even yes but it goes beyond that uh, in terms of Apple has grown their business very strategically over the last 20 and they're very, years. Their, their business model is far different than Disney's. Yes. A- Apple's, Apple's business model is like, look at all the cool things that I can do with technology and let's see what all my side projects can do. Yeah. And, you know, also, and, and I don't have to worry about um, those other things because I make so much money off of phones and iPads. Yeah. And well, and now else. they're in banking. Well, also the, the thing is with Apple, their thought process is, we keep everybody out. We don't bring people in. Are you kidding me? We don't want to muddy our waters. It is strictly on that freaking logo, that that Apple logo. They're very strategic with They're their very strategic. everything. So I don't see that happening. But the fact that it's even being rumored that they would sell off some of these things. Um, well, I think it's just because they're the ones that are big enough to do it. They are. And, and if I'm them, it's not just the, you know. Yeah, it's it's always Apple or Bezos, right? Anytime any kind of major industry sales come. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could argue if Microsoft wasn't, you know, yeah, trying Google. to buy uh, Activision yeah. and all that stuff, you could say, hey, um, Microsoft, do you want to get into the media business as well again? Because I think they did it years ago. But so, if, if I'm Iger. Like, we just sold off a we bunch of We just sold shit. off a bunch yeah. of shit. No way. But if I'm Iger, I would be looking at this going, okay, keep the IP that I want to keep like the anything related to comics because it fits and it completes the Marvel house that we lost decades ago. Let's you want, you want the FX side gone, but you want to keep the Marvel properties basically. Well, at least the Marvel properties, but I want to keep the mouse and the Marvel. I would even go further than that though, Bobby, I'd be going do now as an alien predator fan. I want 
Alien and Predator movies or but, anything. But if I'm Disney, I'm going, do I want this IP? Do I want that IP? And I would just start selling things off to other studios. That's a bitch oh, yeah. to onesie twosie it. But it's just like eBay. You're going to make a lot more money onesie and twosieing it than you are trying to sell your whole collection. But that's why they hold on to them like like freaking Smaug yeah. over their Dragon Horde because they don't want to let go of those IPs. That's why it's like the Alien and Predator thing, that's a separate, like, that's a separate thing that basically I've wondered if we'll ever see it, but now I am fully embracing the fact I will never see another Alien or Predator film. I There's already stuff in production for Alien. Well, because they've tried to integrate both franchises. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them integrated. Oh no. But the thing is, that's the only way that Disney's going to want to do it because that's why they introduced alien and predator into Marvel, Marvel comics this past year. And guess what? It flopped. Of course it did. I look, there's things that they, whether it's Disney or otherwise, these properties have to fall in the hands of people that truly understand and care for them as history has shown us across any studio and any property just because you have something doesn't mean that it's going to be successful. It has to be in the hands of someone that gives it the love, care and attention that it deserves. And that person has to genuinely be passionate about that thing. Well, that's why I said, that's why I'm surprised with the last phase of Marvel so, is like, yeah, it's a good segue. You know, where is Kevin Fahey in all this? Well, that's Fahey a good, should be Scrooge actually, McDuck in his money. Yeah, yeah, because like he did a bang up job with the first four phases. He did, but that's a good segue, David. I was just reading, and I had read this a while back, but then I had read an article the other day after this this week's episode, and and many of the directors that they've tapped on the shoulder in recent years to work on these projects. At, at Marvel Studios are publicly outing themselves saying, I've never watched any of the other films. Yeah. Now, I get it. You're a big time director. You got, you're busy. You got shit to do. But, and it's a lot of time. There's a lot of content there to get caught up on. But that would be like bringing somebody in on a book or a comic book or a book series and saying, Hey, we want you to do this thing. And you having no context. Okay. So isn't that the Disney plan here? Because if you look at anything they've made into like a live action cartoon or anything else, they take everything out of context and people start complaining about stuff when they don't understand the con, uh, like what it is. Concept, like yeah. me and Mike had a whole discussion about snow white and the seven doors that like dwarfs aren't little people. They're magical fucking beasts <laughs> from beasts. fucking, you know, fantasy land. Like yes. that's what a dwarf is. It's not a little person. It is a thing like Lord of the Rings, but they want to make it into a little person thing. So we got to reimagine what a dwarf is. And, 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 and I think that's what you get is people don't understand the IP and they want to change everything because they don't understand it. You mean uh, like how people are upset that, like in Willy Wonka, they're upset that the Oompa Loompas aren't actually portrayed dwarves. by dwarves. It's portrayed I, by. Hey, King look! Laurie. I will say when I saw the trailer and saw uh, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Is it Hugh Grant or Hugh Laurie? Hugh Grant. When okay. when his head's on that, it's funnier and shit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's funny. I don't care about the film, but that part was funny. Yeah, but it shouldn't that be what it is? It's like, isn't that it part should. of acting? Like, I don't need to hire a certain person to be into that role because with like part of acting is that like, okay, like, and again, it, we've had film for how many years now? Like, we can name one little person that's been fucking good or two. Yes. And that's the thing is kind of like, I like we man. <laughs> I'm sure he's up for all kinds of roles. Is Steve. he up for all roles? The only he, I know he'd throw his hat in the ring for something like this. Yeah. Or, or you know, uh Willow Offgood. What's it? Warwick Davis. I mean, come yeah, on. Again, the Warwick Davis and Lannister. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Are the two Dinklage. little people? Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. What about Minnie Me? Oh, he's dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Minnie dead. They don't live long enough for a fucking series. But well, also, that's part of their charm and mystery. That's the thing. <laughs> There's not very many. Many, you know, dwarf actors that are good. 
Um, and who's the Spanish guy that they used in the old Willy Wonka that was the Oompa Loompa for the, all of them? He's the other one that I recognize. I don't know if I ever saw him in anything. I don't know else. if I ever recognized him either. Oh, I mean, but there's also a tattoo. <laughs> oh, well, he's long dead. But he's long dead, though. Give him a chance at the very least. Hold casting calls. I'm not saying and- that they don't have to, but I'm also saying, like, uh, again, we we've grown up in this era to where we have to have people that are represented in their own thing. When yeah. acting is a thing of representing what you. Th- what they are, not what you are. And and also and you sure. look at things when, you know, the Simpsons, how, how much money did they lose when uh, Hank Azara couldn't fucking voice 75 different people because he's not a black dude and he's not an Indian yeah. guy. Yeah. And but he pe- also chose that path as well. But, too. but but that's what you, but, but again, but that's what you hear. It's like, he chose that because of the backlash of everybody coming at him. Yeah. Like, that's fair. you know, he's been a poo since I was fucking 10. Yeah. So what does that matter at this point? So like, and, and the thing that also Nancy Cartwright isn't a little boy. The, the, also the other point that I always feel that has to be brought up is Acting is also skill. If I'm going to have to choose between two actors, I'm going to choose the one that has the better skill, regardless of like their, what they look like. So if like, if I have a choice between some, you know, unfortunately some dwarf actor that does not have any, can't grip the swords, can't grip the swords, can't, can't do anything, (laughs) but I have Hugh Laurie or Hugh Grant who, that's a skilled actor right there. Guess what? I'm going to go with the guy that has the better skill. Or gal. Sorry, it's not about what sh- what you look like. It's about making that role fit because that's what an actor does. Yeah, they, they didn't hire Margot Robbie to be Barbie because she, you know, <laughs> she had the skill and the look. They didn't go hire some porn star that looked like Barbie. That looked like Barbie because that would just that'd just be horrible. Because she has enough films already online. Um, hey, nineteen ninety six Jenna. Still Jenna McCarthy. No, 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 Jenna Jameson. Jenna Jameson. Star. Oh, she has no talent in acting. I'm sorry. Well, all of it's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of it's gone. But I mean, if you were just going on looks alone, <laughs> he's casting his fancy he's Barbie. Fancy Barbie with <laughs> talent excluded. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's it, we're in a weird situation here with Marvel, um, because. You know, we we still have to wonder what's going on with Jonathan Majors. Apparently, nothing. Apparently, uh, as, apparently, he was beating his wife for ten years. Or uh, oh my god, yeah. In some cases, some if you cases, read. right. But as far as what I read earlier this week is that Disney they had had a meeting, and Disney is still on board with keeping him so long as he can keep his nose clean. No, well, Uh, sure that too. But so long as these charges continue forward in a court of law and he's proven innocent, should he be proven guilty in any such way, then I'm sure that they will have a different course of action. But as of right now, he is still on, on deck. Yeah. He's still on deck until it's fully proven that which case, which in fairness is how it should go. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Not, not in this world where everybody's canceled. Not in a court of public opinion nonsense. No, but court of like I said, court of public opinion got Hank Azaria um, to release some characters that he's been doing his whole life. Well, he bent the knee, and he should have been more like Daenerys. <laughs> he has dragons. and just blow up and just blow up the city. Yeah, with the dragon. <laughs> get, get raped by Jason Momoa. <laughs> that's that's rough. I forgot about that. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, let, let's get to our, our final thoughts here. Um, hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it for today's Marvel on r and um, um, I, I, I'm going to go first. I'm going to give this a 50% overall as a series. Um, because I thought the first half had it. The second half sucked. So you're going to get half and half for me. I've always said that I will never go less than half. Um, except for fast movies because those have been fucking horrible because I had a teacher uh, when I was in high school that said, if you put any kind of effort into something, I'm not going to give you double F. (laughs) So I will only give you one F. Here's your 50% for at least trying. Um, This, this show didn't do anything for me visually. Um, The acting was so, so the story sucked Um, and it's made me question the future of Marvel. 
David, go ahead. I'm with you there, Bobby. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy and say that it's an 11%. Like, no, 11% was just the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like that, that was the last episode. But I actually have it written down that I gave this one, the whole series as a total of 59. Because just like what you said, first half, fantastic. I liked it. It, 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 it had it, it had potential. It had potential. It didn't blow my doors off. It didn't do anything to like, you know, blow my mind. And then you just shit the bed in the later half. I basically put down here, this reminds me of my feeling about Game of Thrones. Where you just had one one responsibility, land a goddamn plane. They didn't land the plane here. They crashed it. <laughs> so they, for, for like three, for three episodes, they totally took something that was middling, maybe around a 70%, maybe 80%. If I really like Nick Fury and Talos, but then you just totally shit the bed. You followed up with like crap scores. So it brought it down to probably for me, like a 59. Okay. Steven. I, I so badly don't want to go below 50. You can do whatever you want. Um, Those are just my rules. I tried to actually be a little bit diplomatic because like, I don't want to be. It's I don't not want worth. To, it's not a rewatch at yeah, all. Yeah, It's not exactly. worth a rewatch. I have rewatched a couple of the series. I've rewatched. I mean, again, a different thing, but it, I've rewatched Daredevil, the Netflix Daredevil several times, Punisher several times. Um, for me, you know, there's been some hit and misses, obviously, in recent years with these later phases. Um, and while a lot of people shit on some of the more recent ones, I went back and rewatched uh, Quantum Mania, and it's a slog. Um, <laughs> it, I like how like I'm just watching you say that, and it looks like you look so sad. I am because you can see the dip in quality. You can see that it's quantity over quality. That it's it's time crunch. Um, pressures over quality. Yeah. It's it's all of the things that people do in businesses, regardless of industry, um, because they lose sight of the ball. They're they're not keeping their eye on the ball, and they're not keeping their mind in alignment with their heart in terms of why why are we doing what we doing? And if the answer to that question is money, then you've already fucked up because money is the reward for doing a good job, regardless of what job it is that you do. And so for that, I'm going to give them a 45. All right. At $212 million budget, <laughs> you're all fired. All of you. But the, that gives it an average of a 51 uh, on the RMD score. Again, I personally, I, I enjoyed talking to you guys more than I did watching the show. But I mean, that's a lot of the times I, I do enjoy talking to you guys, but I'm just saying like, um, as a dude that puts together these shows uh, that has to find some kind of structure and some kind of content to try to give our listeners our opinion, this was one of the biggest struggles since Flash for me. It was. And, and you know, go, go back to what I was saying. It's like these recent ones, there's been hits or misses, but I've at least been able, even Quantumania, there's at least little nuggets that you can pull away that I from. can pull from it and go, I appreciate. Did I love what they did with everything in Love and Thunder? No, but there's pieces. But I, that, always, I always tell people Love and Thunder had the heart. It just didn't have the execution. Right. Yeah, like right. the whole stuff with Jane and what she's going through, like there's some tear jerking that's a, moments. That's a heart moment. But this one, outside of what you just extrapolated out of left field with the president and potential setup. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. It's it's the first real kick in the nuts for me as a viewer on the Marvel everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's definitely the first one that I will not suggest the people to go watch. I agree. Um, I will not. Out of it. Again, yep. uh, I've been against She-Hulk, but it, that was based on content, not because of um, the, the story that they were telling, not because of the content that was there. Like, it I could see it being entertaining for a certain thing, but it was agenda driven for me. And this is just the quality just wasn't there overall. Yeah. So again, that's a 51% overall for our series um, for this, for a thing that started out strong, ended up weak. 
Hopefully Marvel can recover, but who the fuck knows at this point because we're on writer strikes and director strike. I mean, uh, acting strikes. So who knows when, you know, things that are currently getting filmed are we're going to actually see because there's already been delays. Yeah. So uh, again, I, I, I don't want to sound so kind of down about the thing that I've loved more than anything uh, when it comes to entertainment is the comic book industry. But I think the movies and TV shows are running their course and they need to find something to fix it. So we will be back, you know, with uh, continuing on our uh, Marvel and RMD shows, the, the talking shop and everything else. However you found us, remember, rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate you guys listening and tell us how you feel about the shows because, you know, we, we don't necessarily know everything and maybe you saw something in it. We didn't, but we'll talk to you soon. What? Okay, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up!